Warning. The Outsider's Edge contains strong opinions, unconventional views, and contrarian stances. Listen, if you dare. Hey, yo! Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, what it do, what's going on, it's your boy, Rance, aka Ray Cash, I am pulling the solo effort today, ladies and gentlemen, and everybody else in between, because, number one, uh, I, uh, my daughter had a volleyball game tonight, a little busy, um, plus I'm a little bit under the weather, so I apologize for my voice. My brother, my golden lover, my golden lover's brethren, Kyle, has assignments due tonight that he needs to finish. And Carl's being a dad, as he usually is. So, you get me. We're going to do a bit of an abbreviated version. I didn't want to leave you without some of that good old Edge content. And uh, we kind of had a big week in, in the world of the wrestling. So, uh, I didn't want to leave you without something. So first and foremost, thank you for listening. Let me go ahead and pay some bills first. And foremost, you are listening to The Outsider's Edge on the ChairShot Radio Network, where you always use your head in conjunction with TheChairShot.com and ChairShot Media. Go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash TheChairShot. Buy some shirts. Hashtag journalism. Jesus did the job. Baron Corbin sucks. Everybody hates Greg. And so on and so forth. So many fantastic, really cool, beautiful shirts that allows us to do this for you. Now that that's it, Grand Slam, yo. Uh, you know, sometimes as fans and as people, when you're given everything, I believe the term is affluence or affluenza. When you're given everything, sometimes you can be critical of it because you got everything. If that makes sense. What I mean is, if you look at the past, I don't know, seven days of wrestling, Bloodline versus New Day, and simultaneously, Roman versus Big E versus Lashley on Raw, free TV. NXT, another great rebuilding show, Braun Breaker again, dominating the main event looking great going back to the what the actual soul of and the point of NXT originally was you got Grand Slam which looked as dope as can be it looked like a Tokyo Dome show almost with the um with just kind of the way the venue was just looked fantastic and it was stacked Omega versus Danielson and Soho versus Britt Baker Friday we got Grand Slam Rampage, Punk versus Hobbs. Shout out to Powerhouse, the Bucks, and Adam Cole, the Super Click against uh, Christian, 
uh, Jungle Boy Jack Perry, Jungle Boy Jack Perry, and the dinosaur. I will never call him by his name. He's always the dinosaur to me. And I mean, and Eddie Kingston coming home with Moxley to face Suzuki Goon. Like, my God, it's just. And then we got a pay per view this weekend. Extreme Rules is this weekend. Uh, the Becky versus Bianca match we all wanted. Roman versus the Demon Finn Balor in an Extreme Rules match with Brock Looming. A lot of people think we might get the uh, old Eddie Guerrero, Brock Lesnar, Goldberg situation with Brock Lesnar. It's just, it's we are so spoiled. And all we could talk about this week was, quote-unquote, hot-shotting. I mean, I ain't never seen a group of people that hated each other more, shoot themselves in the, in the foot more than us, more than wrestling fans. I will be the first to hold my hand up and admit that in general, I abhor wrestling fans as a group. Individually, much like people, individually, the majority of us are intelligent, um, good, loving, interesting people who just care about the things we care about. As a group, we dumb as fuck. And the fact that IWC term of the week, hot shotting, is what we're talking about, is point and exhibit A. First and foremost, and I tried to explain this in depth on Twitter, if we're talking about the Biggie cash in on Raw last week, and then this week booking the Bloodline versus the New Day. First and foremost, I understand that when you want something to be true, it feels true, right? I want the Baltimore Ravens to be the best team in football. We have no cornerbacks. We have no pass rush. We have no we have no running backs. But we got Lamar Jackson. So, like, in my mind, it's real. But I also know that while we're good, we're not the best. People want AEW to be so good understandably so and they have been and they are but they want them to be so good that they have allowed themselves this idea that everything that they do makes the wwe tremble so much so that a show on wednesday with an entirely different group of competitors in terms of other shows does 10 thousand people more in a demo not total viewers in one demo than raw does on a monday makes them care so much that they change their entire booking structure while not a, no i'm not factoring in the fact that the biggest ratings driver in all of television from america's standpoint football particularly the one football game that everybody looks forward to during the week, the Monday night football game, was on and just coincidentally happened to start back, oh, I don't know, the night Big E cashed in. So I understand why people think that AEW got him shook. I do. You just lost Brian. Punk came back from obscurity and out of his hole. You know, Adam Cole, baby, went over there to go be with his baby. I get it. I I promise you I do. But when you have 15 plus years of historical context that show you that from late from mid April to the very first weekend in January where where football is back, WWE doesn't care until 
football week number one. I'm not making this up. Last year, you remember the episode? I tell you the episode that was the first episode against um Monday uh against Monday Night Football last year. You remember the night the her business came out and fought retribution. Yeah, you remember that when retribution was a thing and it was the biggest thing of the September is the summer, right? Of the summer. And they dominated all through August to that big crescendo. Why do you think they did that at that moment? Football. It's cool. So we're trying to talk about a hot shot there. While ignoring that Daniel Bryan and, and, and I'm sorry, Brian Danielson. I got to get used to that. And it's not that I don't want to call him that. It's just when you call somebody something for 10 plus years, it's kind of hard to stop calling them that. If I was with a girl for 10 years, it's hard for me to stop calling her baby, right? Uh, but Brian Danielson shows up. And in two weeks, the biggest possible match AEW could run, Danielson versus Omega, they run in front of 20,000 people at Arthur Ashe Stadium, one of the dopest stadiums in America. That's not hot shotting, though, because it has two weeks of story. But we're ignoring two months of story with Biggie needling Paul Heyman about wanting to cash in on Roman Reigns, about Biggie cashing in uh, on Bobby Lashley to show that his best friends are at. And by the way, don't forget, Bobby Lashley destroyed the New Day earlier this year. And then Roman Reigns saying, good choice. You ain't wanted with me. Big E coming back to his show just to show off Roman because he knows Survivor Series is champion versus champion. So I'm going to go ahead and get some more of this needling in before we see each other. And I don't know, six weeks? Yeah, November is that close, y'all. And then later on that night, Big E continues to needle Paul Heyman and gets jumped by, I don't know, the Usos, the Usos who have a blood feud with the New Day. But no, nah, they just thought of that because of the demos. Like, let's have some more thought into this. And the most important thing about the thought into this is, who cares why we're getting great wrestling? Who cares? Now, I was critical initially when I heard of Brian and Omega for one reason. WWE's television deal and their network deal means that the pay-per-view set up the TVs and not the other way around. What I mean by that is you essentially pay more for your cable deal than you do for their pay-per-views. Before, when you bought pay-per-views individually for the WWE, you had to pay $50, $60, whatever you were paying. Now, the network is $10, $5 if, you, if you're cool with uh, commercials. So what they do on pay-per-views is often kind of just a an advertisement if you will for the television show they flipped their model because they're because until recently the most money they were getting were from their tv shows 1.5 billion for raw and 1 billion for smackdown aw is the other way tony khan thought nah my fans care enough to pay for the big shows we're gonna change our model and we're going to build our shows to big pay-per-views. But we're still going to have big enough matches because our damn roster is so deep that every show can feel like a pay-per-view. And it's a smart business model. I think it can run very, very thin if you don't do fantastic roster management. And he's done a damn good job so far. Let's see if he continues to do it. 
but they lead to their pay-per-views. So that's why I, I was initially critical because it just felt like it was against, it was a very antithesis of the business model that he set up. But can't complain about getting what many are calling the greatest television match of all time. I'm prone to hyperbole too. And full disclosure, had a rough day um, Wednesday night, Wednesday. I fell asleep during the beginning of the match. And I only caught the very beginning and the very end. So I'm going to go back and watch it sometime this weekend. But the parts I saw and the clips I saw and knowing that Kenny Omega is one of the best in the world. Kenny Omega had an 18 months to two year run where in ring he may have had the greatest in ring run maybe ever. And Brian Danielson is one of the five best people to ever put on some boots. If you just think about in ring. So I know it was great. Um, but I just, I just wanted to touch on that before I actually talk about the show because it's madness how we are as fans. We just can't be happy. We have to be happy in a way that diminishes somebody else's happiness. We can't be happy if WWE is doing, doing well, unless WWE is doing well and AEW is doing bad or vice versa. Perfect example, the rating for AEW. And I know I'm jumping cart before the horse. We're going to talk Grand Slam in here in just a second. But the rating for AEW came out today. I'm recording this on a Thursday evening. Um, but the the rating came out and it was 1.27, 1.23, somewhere around there. Um, and that's a fantastic number. And they did a point four eight in the demo. Again, I still don't know why we as fans care about demos. If you don't care about business deals, you shouldn't care about demos. Nonetheless... Great numbers. But given everything that, that AEW did, given everything AEW built, they had a week's over a week's worth of build. They sold out 20,000 seats at a brand new market in a brand new arena in the mecca of wrestling in New York City. They gave the biggest match they could possibly do with this roster immediately. All the promo, all the hype, all the fans and this, that, and the other. Every wrestling journalist was there. And they got a rating they normally get. And their demo didn't beat Raw's when everybody expected to blow Raw's out of the water. There's no reason to be disappointed with the number in totality. But I think AEW fans are and probably should be a little disappointed because I feel like you've reached a plateau. Now, that's not saying you can't beat it. What I mean is, they did all of that clearly to pop up a rating. Now, they built to it, but that that card was built to pop a rating. Don't tell me it wasn't. Just as much as they put Bloodline and New Day on Raw, they built that to pop a rating. And they didn't pop a rating. They got a great rating, but they got a great rating in line with other great ratings they've got. They don't have another big match that can outdo um, Daniel Bryan and uh, Kenny Omega they don't have one unless you finally do Punk versus Bryan or Punk versus Omega but they'd be absolutely cuckoo for Coco Puffs if they did those on free TV too they may but so now you're going to have to look at something incrementally gradual and that's not what the AW fan base wants so Positives and negatives, 
but it's okay to look at everything from a pragmatic eye and be happy for the things that cause happiness and be sad for the things that cause sadness. Let me give you a perfect example of that. I spoke about Owen Hart coming back to wrestling thanks to Martha Hart and deal with AEW. I have problems with it, but I'm not so daft that I can't say sometimes, Ray, shut, shut up and appreciate the fact that one of the most loving, loved and uh, idolized wrestlers ever gets a chance to be back for lack of a better term, alive with his wrestling fandom. Sometimes it's got to eat it, bro. Sometimes you just got to enjoy it and realize that things are much bigger than you. So let's take a quick break and then I want to uh, get to Grand Slam, break down some of the stuff and uh, let's talk about the show. I'll be right back. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. Go to powerslam.tv, promo code chairshot. Get your free month. Again, that's powerslam.tv, promo code chairshot. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. So, AEW Grand Slam, ladies and gentlemen, and everybody else in between, um, they they got with the getting, and they didn't waste no time. Show starts, fantastic view, and you hear the trap version of Flight of the Valkyries. Shout out to Elliot, uh, whatever my man's name is. Forgive me, I can't remember his name right now, but the dude that made Daniel Brian Danielson's theme, fire. We get Danielson, and we get Omega immediately. Again, I'm not going to break down matches. I just want to kind of talk about the card for a second. And again, I was listening. I like to give people credit for points that they make that make me think. And shout out to the Mask Man show with uh, David Shoemaker and Kaz. Kazim from Inuide. And uh, Kaz said something that I never thought about. And he said that Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson, has perfected the art of taking advantage of his injury history. Because whenever he falls on his neck or his head, everybody holds their breath. 
that's real. Because, dog, I saw that free throw line where my boy took off from the 20-yard line <laughs> like he was kicking a field goal. And V triggered the holy hell out of Brian. And, mind you, I didn't watch this. I didn't watch the match. Remember, I fell asleep. I just saw the clip and my heart was in my throat. And the dragon suplex on the on the uh, beautiful ramp. Nonetheless, the right move, either you go a dusty finish or you got to go a draw, right? You can't get a finish with these two guys because this is going to be your title picture. You're going to probably get Danielson versus Omega for the title at full gear. You kind of got to go that way, right? Sorry, Hangman. But, yeah, the right move. Um, you get heat with Super Click coming out. Uh, Brian left lane. Your champion looks good. You Everybody knows that Brian is just as good, if not better, than the champ. You save it for a later date. Fantastic. Fantastic move. I could have done without Brian Pillman, though. MJF absolutely deserved a spot on this card, given that he's from New York, given that his parents were there, who have the most fantastic gimmick of hating their son. So, so good. He's so despicable. We hate him. But, man, I'm, I'm not feeling it with Pillman. I, I think he's good. I think he has a lot of talent and potential, but I'm not feeling it, especially in that moment. I think the perfect spot for that moment to give to feed to MJF, since you didn't allow him to beat Jericho, would have been the guy on the front row, Stephen Amell, uh, the Green Arrow, and, uh, Jack, and Jack Spade, the DWL champion from Heels. We know Amell can go. He's wrestled some of the best. Shout out to D'Angelo Williams and Bad Bunny, but Stephen Amell may be at the top of the best celebrity wrestlers alive. Um, Y'all know I hate Cody Rhodes, a.k.a. Garrett. Y'all know I hate him. And it's funny that uh, that he's starting to realize that everybody else hates him too. It's very funny, except for my boy Floyd. Shout out to Floyd from Social Suplex, um, uh, uh, A.T.E., about the elite, I believe is what it's called. But shout out to Floyd. Because um, he's Team Nightmare Family. Legit. Like, he rocked with Cody and Brandy. So shout out to him. But yeah, can't stand Cody. I appreciate that he's starting to lean into it a little bit. He came out and he uh, put the red herring. That he's never going to turn heel. That's a red herring. Because, I mean... I, well, it may be. Because he, he, believes, he believes his shit don't stink in real life. But it, it felt like a red herring because it was just such a magnanimous thing to say that just made no sense. Nonetheless, uh, Malachi Black, who's fantastic. Long, I've long been a Alistair Black, Tommy in Malachi Black fan. And I just love that he's getting an opportunity to be who he wants to be and do what he wants to do. And he's killing it, killing it. Um, some miss, some missed moments aren't falling uh, for all. Off the back of the uh, ring post was hilarious. Um, Malachi not getting the miss correctly and spitting Cody in the mouth. And Cody acting like he was spitting the eye. I mean, it is what it is, but it did his job. Um, and Cody got some soul searching to do. Because he's a made man in terms of AEW's perspective. He, he was the catalyst for the company. He's the EVP, probably the most visible wrestler they have in the in pop culture, mainstream world, right? Uh, he's doing uh, Miz and Hunter Hunter, Hunter cosplay perfectly. Um, 
but yeah, man, nobody cares anymore. Nobody cares anymore. And first and foremost, people only cared because you 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 were the you were the poster boy for the anti WWE agenda. You're royalty. You're Rhodes. Everybody knew you. I won't say got a raw deal because he still chose not to go back to Cody Rhodes after his dad's death, even though they asked him to. He stuck with Stardust. I get why, but he still chose it. Uh, but he but he definitely didn't reach the heights that everybody expected him to in the WWE. He took that, went and made himself something of himself, had the greatest year in indie wrestling history, and parlayed it into uh, a spot in the Bullet Club, which got him more popular than ever. And then that par- parlayed him into being the face of AEW. I'm a, like, he's a made man. He brought back competition in wrestling where there hadn't been since 2001. But nobody cares, bro. And then people don't... I don't, th- I, I don't think it's just people don't like Cody the wrestler. I don't think people like Cody the person because he's very grandiose and fake. Uh, at least that's how he comes off to me. Um, you know, and of course, you know, Cody single-handedly saved not only wrestling, but racial relations, so thank you, Cody. Uh, but yeah, at least he's starting to play along with it. Um, real quick to kind of finish off the card, FTR and Sting and Darby. Look, man, God bless Sting. He, at 62, to do the things he's doing, blown away. But I don't care one bit. I, I'm terrified watching him wrestle because I was at... Night of Champions when he damn near was paralyzed in the ring. I was there. Terrifies me. Much to the way that I'm still scared of watching Brian matches, but Brian is, isn't 40 yet. Brian is 37, 38. Sting is 62. It feels a little different. A little, little bit different. Nonetheless, he out there putting his body on the line, and I think the Usos are the best tag team in the world. I think the Bucks are the best big match tag team in the world. But there may not be a better, the better B-team side. And I don't mean B as lesser. I mean like the other tag team to wrestle, the antithesis, the other the, the other guys in a match. I think FTR has surpassed the Midnight Express in that role. Anybody versus FTR is a, is a, is a classic. Doesn't matter who it is. They're fantastic. And Darby is crazy as hell. That final coffin drop on top of Dash on the damn apron. Wow. Um, and yeah, Ruby Soho and Britt Baker, right person, one. I'm not a big proponent of title changes unless it's a major moment. This could have been one. Absolutely. But she also, much like Daniel Bryan, just got there two weeks ago. Like, let's build some stuff up. Let's make some people deserving. No, no offense to Ruby, she's fantastic and she's deserving as a wrestler. But in story, at least she won a championship contender match when she won the, the Casino Battle Royal. But no, nah, man, I like to see my guys, and my girls earn stuff. Unless you're a heel, and then you cheat. Ruby is the ultimate babyface. But great show, great show. Um, by the way, uh, I love Brian Danielson and the letter he wrote to WWE. How classy is that? How absolutely classy is that? Um, all in all, uh, I know what happened on Rampage, but I'm not going to talk about it because you're going to watch it tonight. I don't want to give away spoilers, um, but just know the show is just as fun. If not, you, 
I said this to a friend of mine earlier today. You'll get a chance to see who really draws if the Rampage rating pops. If the Rampage rating jumps close to a million, I'm talking between 850 and a million. I think you see the pool draws for the company best. Because while the 1.257, whatever it was, is a great number, it's they've done it multiple times before. Multiple, not multiple times, three times before, but they've done it. Rampage only got one pop, and that was because Punk was there. And that was his first time back in wrestling. So, Punk versus Hobbs, Moxley and uh, Kingston versus Suzuki Goon, and the Super Click. I mean, you you may know where your bread is buttered, Tony Khan. Gonna take one more break, and uh, I want to talk a few quick hits, and I'm gonna get out of here, y'all. But once again, you're listening to the Outsiders Edge on Chairshot Radio, Chairshot Media, Chairshot.com. Always use your head. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. want to run through some quick kids real quick. I want to shout out uh, Grand Metalik for requesting his release. Look, if they're not going, it's one thing if you if you think you should be used better. And again, I don't begrudge anybody for feeling they should be used better, but I think you should also understand um, that you have a lot less to complain about if you're being used regularly. And again, that's not begrudging anybody for wanting more for themselves or being a creative person, kind of like Moxley and Malachi and Brian are. But again, so many people complain when they are a multi-time Intercontinental Champion in WWE or they've made a vintage four or five pay-per-views or this and that like they were underutilized. Grandmother Leak isn't even on the show. And he's one of the best wrestlers in the world. He was the king of Mexico before he came over. Uh, Main evented the Cruiserweight Classic. Probably should have won. And it's fantastic. I, I unfortunately my man doesn't speak any English and that's hurt him and should it no but I understand it and they never put him with somebody that would speak for him uh Lince has done his best and Kalisto is god awful great in ring but otherwise like <laughs> one of the worst speakers ever um so yeah he never really had much of a chance so man look do what's best for you brother I support that 100% because he deserves the right to be actually utilized. Utilized correctly is another conversation, but be utilized if nothing else. Um, It's also funny to me that people were up in arms this week because apparently Keith Lee in a dark match before Raw was, instead of being called Limitless Keith Lee, was called Bearcat Keith Lee. People lost their minds. Haven't we figured out to this point that the we've, you've read enough interviews, you've heard enough uh, conversations and backstage reports that these names are coming from the people who, who the people who are using them. 
Like, WWE isn't choosing to name these people these names, right? Braun Breaker may be an exception because that's terrible, but whatever. But Bear, the Bearcat, and I, I should be more prepared for this. I apologize. It's late. I'm not feeling well, and I didn't even plan on talking about this. But the guy who was named Bearcat is one of like the like first black world champions in history and as a pioneer in wrestling for, for in, in, in African-Americans in black wrestling history. Y'all would know that because y'all didn't give it a chance for to understand why he was called that. In fact, y'all didn't even hear him called that because it was a dark match. Just sometimes just sit down and shut the fuck up and just be, be quiet. Just listen. Just wait. It's okay to wait. It's okay to wait. And if you can't wait, that's fine. Don't care about what happens if you can't wait. And I know a lot of, a lot of y'all be mad at that. I don't care. But it's the truth. Because more often than not, I mean, you, 1,500 people left Raw, apparently, according to that guy with the shit rag. Y'all believe that? Y'all believe that? Like, let's be better than this, y'all. Let's be better than this. Use your better judgment and wait for facts to come out instead of conjecture. And use your better discernment to know what sounds like fact and what doesn't. And I don't mean you're better. Uh, I don't mean that in the sense of if you whatever you want to be true is true. But you can smell when something feels wrong and when something feels real. And if Keith Lee chose Bearcat, great. If he did it, okay, give him a chance to explain why. Most importantly, if the reason why is a, a reason that he wanted, we were just here talking about how y'all all claimed that Vince hated him because he wasn't using him when the man almost died. But we ain't gave him no, no group apology for that, though, have we? By the way, y'all still deserve apology. Y'all still deserve need to give uh, Mia Yim her apologies and her flowers because that woman put her life and a career on the line for her man. Mia, we love you. Uh, once again, a great week in wrestling. Scarlett, uh, Scarlett Bordeaux and Karrion Cross got engaged. It's big, man. And maybe we'll see her back on TV? Possibly? Maybe? Probably not. Uh, let me run through a couple more of these quick hits here. I had a few things I wanted to get to you guys. Uh, oh, there is one more thing that I want to end off on and that is 205 Live I saw this online I can't remember who I saw it from I would if I remember who it was I know I'm man I'm not on point tonight I apologize but if I remembered who I, it was I would shout you out but somebody had the fantastic idea of calling 205 Live an extra NXT RA and since it's already kind of a secondary show for NXT and there's really no more cruiserweights anymore because everybody got released and it's kind of just under one talent pool just make it main event or velocity for NXT I think it's fantastic that's what it already is now I mean Odyssey Jones wrestles on there Cora Jade Amari Miller women are on there now Fantastic idea. Although you got the name for the show right in front of you. Don't call it an extra. Evolve. 
You you own the IP, you own the name. You evolve was already before you they sold it to you before Gabe sold it to you was already essentially uh, developmental for your developmental word to Arturo Horus, uh, word to the Street Profits. You know what I mean? Word to Baba Tunde, aka Commander Aziz. Call it evolve, and it falls right in line. I, I'm with it 100%, yo. I, I just think big deals. It's a big deal. Um, don't forget this weekend is uh, is Extreme Rules. Also, shout out to Hammerstone versus Joseph Fatu on MLW in the title for title contender, uh, um, unification match on MLW. MLW is doing great things great things and that's gonna be a huge match let's run through this card real quick on extreme rules i'm not gonna break down a whole lot i gave you some quick predictions we only have six matches two three four six matches announced i'm sure they'll add something else in the card just to give it to us unless they get us out early which i'm not complaining but shout out to we'll have the diversity talk some other day i'm i'm too tired don't feel well enough and it's too late for us to do that but it is interesting that there's only one American white male on the entire card. Everybody else is of foreign descent, is a person of color, or a woman. I'm with that. Liv and Carmella, shout out to them getting on the show. I don't really care about the story because they haven't given you much. But Liv and Carmella deserve so much better, particularly Liv. Um, I probably would have liked to have seen Tony in this spot because... Uh, while Liv deserves more, Tony deserves something. Uh, nonetheless, while Liv should win, the heel gotta win, right? Shenaniganry? It's WWE. Um, the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Man, a match that should be a WrestleMania Tag Team match. The Usos versus the Street Profits. The Usos gotta keep this run going. The Bloodline. You see the shirt. We the ones. Although the Profits are up. And they are fantastic. Um, the U.S. Championship match became a triple threat match. And you know that means there's no rules. Damian Priest is defending against Sheamus and Jeff Hardy. I want to give a little love to Sheamus. Because Sheamus goes through more, <laughs> through more injuries. And through more pain. And through more suffering than anybody I've ever seen in the wrestling business. Every match he goes through. He's in a war. And leaves with some type of war wound. Whether it's. <laughs> Scars on the back, whether it's webs on his chest, whether it's um, his chest looking like ground beef because he got shot to hell. Now he got another another broken nose when he just got over a legitimately broken nose. Uh, but yes, Jeff Hardy being in, entered uh, makes it interesting in the fact that it, it's almost a red herring, but Priest got to continue. With this, I think he's on a great run, and uh, I'd like to see him have another proper feud. Uh, move past Sheamus and Jeff. Charlotte versus Alexa Bliss. Talk about a controversial match, right? Uh, Charlotte is Charlotte, so LOL Charlotte usually wins, but Alexa is the one non four horsewoman who usually gets uh, a lot of love and a lot of good booking. 
strategies and I mean she's carrying on the Bray Wyatt character and legacy as she plays with a doll um Charlotte can't lose not here um although I think Alexa Alexa's worth her weight in dolls and gold um and we'll have a good show here Halo help questions if you have a Halo band Learn more at Amazon.com slash <laughs> Anytime I say that name, my device hears it. But yes, Bliss. Um, but no, yeah, Charlotte wins, I believe, here. Uh, although I think it's a much better match than people give it credit for. If you have been paying attention to the UK tour and some of the house shows before they went over there, rave reviews. For the SmackDown Women's Championship between Becky and Bianca. And, of course, why wouldn't there be? Bianca's one of the best in the world. Becky's one of the best in the world. Bianca's one of the biggest stars in the women's division. Becky's one of the biggest stars in all the professional wrestling. Makes sense, right? Also, once again, sometimes good things come to those who wait. I would have loved to have seen a barn burner at SummerSlam. But man, now we got a story. Now we got Conor McBecky out here walking around looking like she just uh, uh, looking like she just robbed Elton John's closet. Out here just doing everything she can to antagonize Bianca. And Bianca, like a good baby face, is just steadfast in her goodness and her fervor. And just, I'm, nothing's going to change me. I'm going to be me. I'm going to beat you because I'm better than you. And they're going to have a fantastic match, which will not be the last. I see this going until probably SummerSlam. Not SummerSlam, Survivor Series, probably. Uh, but it's going to be great. And if you haven't seen a clip of the finish that's that they were doing on the indies or on the house show circuit, not the Indies, but the house show circuit and in the UK tourney um, or the UK tour. I'm not going to give it away, but it looks great. If they do that on TV, on, on, on pay-per-view, yeah, worth the money. Roman Reigns versus the Demon. So look, I've had a lot of time to think about this, y'all. A lot of time. A lot of time. And I am this close and when I say this close you can't see me but I'm holding my fingers ever so closely to picking Finn Balor to win this match the only thing that's making me question that thought is they've already built to the match with Big E but I know and everybody thinks it's going to be a Survivor Series but the one thing we didn't talk about y'all was the draft is this Friday and this Monday Right, pat, right, concurring with extreme rules. So they could essentially be on the same show. I don't know. I don't know. I'll tell you what I do know. Crown Jewel is October eighteenth. Survivor Series is usually the weekend after. Thanksgiving, I believe, or before Thanksgiving. I am going to say, I'm going to say that 
I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna say it. Finn Balor beats Roman Reigns in a direct copy of what Goldberg did to Brock at No Way Out 2002. I'm calling it right here. Now somebody else gave me that that finish, so I'm I'm still in the finish. And I don't I don't remember who it was. I think it was my boy Rob. Shout out to my boy Rob. I love you, bro. Not Bonnet, you're my boy too, but Rob Daniels. Rap ropes as we call him around here. Uh but I truly do believe that there is money in keeping the demon undefeated on WWE television. Knows that he lost in NXT, but he hasn't lost in WWE. Um, keeping Roman hot by him not losing to Brock and giving that feud something else to keep heating up. Because if Roman loses because Brock showed up and Paul didn't tell him that Brock was coming, boy, you got weeks and months of stories. So, and it almost gives you a reason to want to watch Crown Jewel, does it not? I'm calling the title change. I'm calling it right here, right now. Uh, Yeah, let's do it. Finn Balor, now he won't hold the title long. I don't think he will. He'll probably lose it back before Survivor Series, I'd imagine. But yeah, I'm calling it Finn Balor. The Demon wins the Universal Championship he never lost. Oh, 45 minutes, in and out. That's how we do it around here. Uh, I'm exhausted. Uh, I don't know if you can tell. It's late, and I feel terrible. Uh, but nonetheless, thank you for rocking with your boy. Thank you for listening. Thank you for caring. Um, you can follow me at It's Ray Cash. That's R-E-Y as a Mysterio, C-A-S-H as in dollars. Carl's at Outsider Curvin, uh, K-E-R-V-I-N. And Kyle's at Dr. S'mores. The show's at Outsider's Edge C-S. The click is at Share Shot uh, Media. And uh, always use your head, ProWrestlingHeels.com. Uh, go, go find some t-shirts. We got plenty of merch for you. And you guys know I'm terrible with the, with the outro. But Kyle always says we're some uh, less young men trying to do the best we can. And we're going to make mistakes. Like I've made all show. And we're going to get tired because we're old and we're sick. But ultimately, we're doing the best we can. Because CM Punk said so, right? But still, CM Punk told you on air. And I'm going to tell you now. If you didn't like it or you don't like it. We don't give a fuck. I appreciate it. Y'all be good. Thanks for listening. We'll see y'all next week. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.